Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the chute once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey, welcome to the Pull the Chute podcast with Jeff and Jana. Jana, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's a beautiful day. Oh my gosh, this might, we might break a 90 degree record, they said here in Nashville. I don't buy it, but uh, what the heck, I, you know, because uh, weathermen are just like therapists or anything else, you know, just like coaches. No, yeah, right? <laughs> they, never know, they, they change their minds. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, I got that. My pool's that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, I think I might just go lay by the pool for a while. Yeah, Jeff, don't rub it in. oh man i'll tell you it's been a crazy crazy week uh just so much fun things going on um you know coaching is one of these things where i really believe uh things are starting to pick up people are starting to realize how important it is and so i'm getting all kinds of fun meetings with people that just want to talk about what what it offers them and things like that um which i think is our topic today too right we're going to be talking a little bit about why is coaching important and, and why people are kind of going on to this whole thing of needing a coach Hmm. Yep. I think it's a great subject. I know you and I both individually have been on the Boxer uh, platform with Kevin. Yep. Uh, and they their whole platform and and their business is the business of marketing and promoting coaches. And he has told both Jeff and I that coaching is picking up, and I think there's a reason for it. Through all of the changes with the pandemic, and now with the economy, and with inclusion, with multi general. Uh, worker bees, you know, people in the workforce, there's a lot of dynamics to understanding how to maneuver a small, a midsize, and even a large business. There's got to be a strategy in place. And not just for the, the PL, but for how workers engage with each other, what kind of policies are needed now as things become streamlined. I think there's a whole lot of reasons why Jeff and I want to talk about this today. Um and just the mere fact that coaching is becoming kind of a thing, rather than hiring a big company, you hire individual coaches or coaches that specialize so that you get a nice variety of opinions and of professional you know, acumen and knowledge that comes into play when you're hiring different types of coaches or you know, yeah. a coaching okay. a, a company that has different types of coaches, which is what we do. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's interesting. I'm, I'm glad you wanted to talk about this um, because, and I, I believe the same, but coaching has become one of those things for, for me and for us where um, people kind of get lost. They get they get stuck. They get, you know, all the things that stop them from growing, um, you know, and, and I come in, you know, when I coach my clients, I come in and we said, you know, okay, deadlines. Okay. You know, I got someone that wants to do a new website, right? So, okay. By May 6th, you're going to have to have the, all the website ready to go, which is what we agreed on. I said, well, that means you got work to do. I said, you got to figure out your content. You got to figure mm-hmm. out your images. You got to mm-hmm. figure out the look and feel. How do you want to do that? I said, so, you know, it might take a little, little extra work for you now, um, but, but it's going to look great because he wanted a, an early deadline. You know, now I'm going to take some time. And yes, and so I, I said to him, I go, that's what it's going to take. Now, the cool part about that is as his coach, I get to hold him accountable, right? So if yeah. he doesn't do the work, 
you know, I can point that out. And I think that's one of the big things for coaches, right? I mean, coaching is one of these things where, um, you know, it got 20 years ago, even I want to say, you know, coaching was a sign of weakness for people. Yes. Oh, I need yeah. a coach. Um, now it's a sign of strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I have a coach um, that's helping mm-hmm. me and guiding me and, you know, keeping me on track and, and all the funny things that, that go along with, you know, running your business. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important and, you know, Jeff, you say this all the time. When you're working in your business, it's very difficult to be working on your business. And I, I actually met with a client yesterday. This, this was her exact thing. You know, she's running a media company, and she said, you know, I've pulled so many different ways because they do they they wear a lot of different hats. Media wears a lot of different hats now. It's not just about print or or digital or it's everything. It's events. It's getting out there. It's your brand. It's all of that kind of stuff. And it's, it, it, that is the most challenging thing for a small or mid-sized business is you're having to, you're being forced to work in the business. So you can't really work on the business. You can't work on scaling. You can't work on, again, right butts in the right seats on the bus. We talk about, you know, when people do want to move around, you've got to make sure you're aware of that. So uh, I think this idea of different types of coaching is a positive thing because a lot of times it's not the PL necessarily. It's not necessarily your financials. It might be how you are relating to your coworkers as a leader or how coworker, if you're not retaining talent, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why people are unhappy in your company and you want to find out what that is. So a communication or a brand coach sometimes would assist in that situation right. rather than a coach that's looking at just the financials. Or you might need some new marketing ideas because your marketing is running flat. You're doing okay, but you're flat year over year. So you've got to figure out a new strategy for marketing. So there's all kinds of these verticals that come into play when you're talking about coaching. So it is nice to hire a company you know, that understands that and has various key people that are their, you know, their trusted advisors, as you Absolutely. will. Absolutely. Like you have Jeff with the pull the shoot and like we do. So I think it's a, I think it's a good direction that we're going in because it shows that people care that these business owners do care. Uh, they want to grow their business. They want to figure out how they can improve their businesses. And that's really the bottom line is little tweaks here and there. Agreed. Um, let's let's take a little deeper dive in this because you know, Jan and you and I have done a workshop together before, and I want to kind of talk because you you hit on all these subjects, right? And so we do workshops. You know, we kind of focus on five areas, which is marketing, systems, sales, finance, and people. And you know, a lot of the things that you just threw out there are fall mm-hmm. into those areas. And and I think from a, a coaching standpoint, those are the five areas that are really critical to helping a business grow. Yeah. You, know, uh, you you identified marketing, right? Is your marketing flat? Or and I always say, look, you know. Brand, 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 brand. You know, are you consistent? Yes. Build your brand, build your brand. Um, and so when I when I'm coaching uh, a client, I know that I focus on that, making sure that they're always using the logo, they're always using the same colors, they're always using the same mm-hmm. fonts, and they're always using the same slogan and the same messaging. And then well, also- and even uh, and if I may add something to that, Jeff, that the workers that the that the people within the company are yep. also talking off the mission statement or That's the goal right. or the service agreement or whatever it is that you give people making sure that's consistent. Cause that's what I concentrate on a little bit when I go in and I work with some of the verbal coaching and some of the collateral coaching and all that. And that is, yes, it all has to have the same messaging, especially when there's so much competition out there right now, you know, and think how important it is. I mean, everybody, let's say you got 10 employees, let's just start, you know, with a small company, you go to a party and someone says, Hey, what are you doing these days? And they get to say, Oh, I work for ABC company. What, what do they do? 
And now the message is told, right? Yes. You don't know who you're talking to. That could be, you, mm-hmm. you become the salesperson for the company um, because you were able to deliver the message properly. And people might go, oh man, we could use your services. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, something happens out of that. And that's what I always try to tell people is you never know who you're talking to, but if your message is clear and concise, and if your employees can also be clear and concise, mm-hmm. boy, what a better advantage that would be. And again, that's where your, your communications piece comes in. That's so so. Well, cool. and if I can add to that, Jeff, here's something that I recognized very early on in my career, being from Los Angeles, right? In my twenties and very early thirties. You never know who you're going to be talking to based on how they're dressed or what they look like. And what I mean by that, especially working in the entertainment industry, you know, you have these heads of labels or these heads of these huge production companies and huge television companies. And they're walking around, you know, with jeans and flip flops on back in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, and their hair is long and whatever. It definitely has sort of bled into these bigger, larger cities where there's entertainment, where they're entertainment driven. Nashville is a perfect example. I can remember when I used to go to the theater, I used to go to the symphony. I used to think, oh, you know, this was 20, 25 years ago, you know, when I first came to town, it was like, oh, you know, they're dressing up now. Like we used to in LA and New York, you know, they're dressing up for the theater and all this. And then, you know, slowly as we have kind of become more of a melting pot, all of these mid-size and large cities that are sort of entertainment and media driven. That's not the case now. So, you could be, like you said, you could be standing in an elevator and talking to somebody right. and thinking, oh, this is probably just, you know, one of the salespeople or, you know, one of the worker bees or whatever. Not to insult anybody because Lord knows leaders know that the worker bees are who run the business. <laughs> yeah, right? We talked about that last time on the podcast. But truly, you do have to be careful how you talk off your brand and talk off your messaging because you really don't know anymore who that person is and who that person influences. That's right. It's staggering how much this whole work environment and, you know, talking to the heads of whatever has changed. So it, it is about consistency. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, it's funny. One of the things that we do and my team helped me pull this together, which is we kind of created four levels from a coaching standpoint. Mm-hmm. They, they have a, uh, a skydiving uh, analogy with them, but you know, first is tandem, right? Cause when you skydive, you go tandem. Mm-hmm. And basically if you think about coaching, we're together, we're doing a lot together. You're learning, you're doing a lot together. And then at some point things start to take off. And so now it's time to look at your foundation, build your foundation. And we call that the accelerate level. Right. Um, And that has to do with, again, looking at your systems, looking at your sales, looking Mm -hmm. at your finances, which is a big thing. You know, a a lot of small businesses, they don't look at that. And I force all my clients to show me, uh, you know, uh, uh, financials every month Mm -hmm. because it forces them to look at them. Because uh, all they want to do is go out and sell and be you mm-hmm. know, and do all the right stuff. But after accelerate, you know, if you lay your foundation right, you're you're in this momentum stage where things are really taking off and you're scaling. But because you took time at the accelerate level to build your foundation, you can now accelerate and mm-hmm. really feel and scale, I should say, and really feel That's good right. about it. Ultimately, what I like to do is get get my clients into this what I call this pilot level, which is where they're in control. Yes. And, and I check in with them, you know, maybe it's a half hour every week, maybe it's 15 minutes every week, maybe it's every other week, but you know, we're there as a coach just to make sure they're still staying on track. They haven't up faltered anywhere. But I think those are important things when you're coaching to think about, um, you know, when people are looking to get a coach, you know, wh- why do I need the coach? What's the coach going to do for me? You know, and, and I, I everything. Always, yeah. Right. <laughs> say, they are. I'm an extra set of eyes and ears. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're well, and that's the biggest series. thing. 
That's the biggest thing, Jeff, is when you bring in a coach, it is an outside set of eyes and ears. And especially if you bring in a coaching team or a coach that has, again, people that they, they're their advisors for different specifics like financials, like systems, like communication and branding, that kind of thing. It's a, it's a different set of eyes. And it's a set of eyes that's looking, again, that 30,000 view. It's a set of eyes that's looking at your business. It's so difficult when you're in it because you're oh, passionate totally. about it and you're in it. Yeah. So a lot of times you don't don't realize some of the things that are slipping up, maybe the communication, but also the systems. The systems is a big part of it. I know when you did that workshop, it, it was it's very interesting. Your systems, all of your data recovery or data capture systems, your goal is to have that be as efficient as possible so then you can get out there and work on your business rather than in your business. Right. So the systems are important as well, but it's absolutely true. It's, it takes a village, you know, we know that when we're talking about raising families, we have to also apply that to, to businesses, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think it's important too. I mean, you, so, you know, we do, uh, we both do this. We both do business coaching, executive coaching, and leadership Mm -hmm. coaching, right? And um, I think the executive coaching is, is an interesting thing that, you know, the C levels, the C suite uh, people really could leverage because they're the ones that have to kind of be the leaders. So we're not looking at the mm-hmm. business. We're looking at how they are creating this culture, this environment yes. to most out of their people, right? And that's the key. It was funny. I was at a, a, a chamber event this morning, and we were talking about um, you know, how difficult it is in certain areas to find the right people. As we always say, mm-hmm. getting the right people even on the bus, yep. up on the right seat on the bus. Um, but they're having trouble finding get the people on the bus. Yes. And one of the people said, you know, if you're having trouble getting people, maybe you need to look and say to yourself, why don't people want to come work for me? Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. You know, that's what's exactly the difference, it. right? And maybe that's the answer. It's like, maybe I need to change what we offer, what our culture is and all that. And I thought, great insight. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, again, that's, you know, when you're too close, forced to the trees kind of thing, you don't see yeah. that. Um, where someone from the outside could come in, you know, a coach could come in and just identify those things and say, yes. Uh, this is something that I'm seeing. You might want to consider, you know, adjusting here or adjusting there. Yes, I think that's really important. Again, there is a wide variety of types of workers out there right now. There's a lot of diversification going on. There's a lot of generational diversity going on. All of it, cultural diversity, yeah. um, ethnic diversity. It's very important to create a work environment that is extremely um, easy for communication. And understanding of each other and empathy, all of these things, sensitivity. We talked about that a little bit in the last podcast with things that are going on in the world right now, in our country, specifically, where there is inclusion and understanding of sensitive issues. All of these kinds of things, the leadership is who's driving that bus. Right. And it's so it's it's very important for the leadership to understand that if people aren't wanting to apply for your company, there is a reason people talk, you know, there's so much digital communication now just with our, our social platforms that you do have to be careful and Yelp and all these glass door and all these platforms where people can literally get on there and, you know, blow up if they want to. So you do have to be very careful. Well, we've become such an emotional society, right? So we, and there's nothing wrong with that other than when you're leading people, um, you just got to make sure that you're not making emotional judgments, emotional decisions, mm-hmm. emotional reactions 
Um, and I believe, you know, I mean, all of my clients know, look, if something happens in the workplace and you're trying to make a decision, but you feel like it's an emotional one, like you're angry or you're, you know, you're stressed out about something. I always say, call me, you know, text me, say, you got time. I'll jump on a call with them. And we talk through it. And it happens all the time where people are like, hey, this just happened. And I'm, I, I'm really upset about this. This is what I want to do. And ultimately, I say to them, where do you, what, what do you? What are you trying to get out of it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Where do you want to be? And, and then we back into, all right, what's the best approach? And, and again, what I try to tell them is, look, I'm not telling you what to say or do. Um, we're going to decide together on what you feel is the best approach because I'm coaching them so that they learn how to react without me having to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, that's what I like to do. I mean, I know you too, when you're talking about communications, right? How are you communicating the message? You know, are you are you uh, presenting it properly? And again, it's all these little touch points that mm-hmm. make, make everything work the better for the better of the company. And that's what we have to work on and think about. Well, and the real ultimate is, and we've talked about this so often, we are shifting from a not, I don't want to say capitalist, but a, a a business climate in this country that 25 years ago was was considered the way you do things. And that's that kind of angry, like, we've got to make money and it doesn't matter who we step on and we're getting to the top and all that, all the, that Mad Men era, which I adore, yeah. you know, like what, what, what Leo DiCaprio, what was that movie he did where it's just like, you know, like where they're just stepping on people and they don't care and all oh, that. Yeah, anyway. right, right. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, that kills me that just where they were like, like they're chanting things, you know, about yeah. how we're going to step on them and blah, blah. That's not the way business is now. Business is all about what what added value can I bring? What service can I provide that nobody else is doing? And how can I have a uh, you know a service mentality? That servant mentality. How can I add added value where they feel like they're getting more for their dollar from me so that they want to stay with me? The key is keeping the client, not getting the client, it's right. keeping the client. So yeah, it is a different a little bit different world than it used to be. So that sensitivity is yeah. important. Well, it's not only keeping the client, it's keeping your employees too, right? So yes. you know, we went from this top down, um, it's my way or the highway, it's my mm-hmm. business, you'll do it this way, whether you like it or not, mentality to um, where we're at now is um, whether you realize it or not, if you own the company or you're a leader within the company, you work for them. They don't really right. work for you, right? That's very true. Them, right? And so that whole, ch- that whole thing changed. Well, and especially with the millennials, Jeff, think about it, because millennials were the first generation to really want work-life balance. Right. They were really the first generation. That, and then, of course, Gen Zers are that way as well. I work with some Gen Zers, and they're definitely that way. They're like, you know, I'm shutting my phone off at 5 o'clock, my emails. Mm-hmm. If you want me, if it's an emergency, of course I'm going to handle it. Yeah. But I'm not going to be doing this, you know, where I'm working from 6, 7 in the morning to 8 or 9 at night. It isn't going to happen. Yeah. And th- so that younger generation is shifting that a little bit because Lord knows the baby boomers and even the Gen Xers, they're like, that's kind of not what their wheelhouse was, you know, 15, 20, 30 we years taught, ago. We were taught that this is the way it works. You know, was right. In that conversation this morning at this event. One of the other things they were talking about was, look, I would come home. One of the guys says, look, I would work my ass off and I'd come home uh-huh. bloodied and, you know, for $10 an hour. And I was happy I yeah. got $10 an hour. Yeah. Right? Now, you know, you got to pay people $20 an hour and, you know, their their nails are finally manicured and don't ask them to do anything, you know. <laughs> That's right. Them, you know, God Men and women. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> it's just insane. So, yeah. but, you know, it is changing. And I think as a leader, you have to change with it. If you want to be successful and if you want people, you know, again, uh, we always talk about growing people, grow your company. If you want people mm-hmm. to 
to really support you. And that's the best way you're going to grow your company is with your people. Yes. You got to be able to give them uh, that ability, that appreciation, that culture where they feel like they want to give back, you know? Yes. Um, I, I always tell the story of a couple of guys when I had my company back in the late nineties, early two thousands called free drive. And, and I had people that would work 40 hour work days for me, not weeks, days. Yes. Days. Yeah. They come in on a Monday and they'd go home on a Wednesday because they were so involved in what they did. And trust me, I, I never asked them to work that and be, I'd always say, please go home. Yes. Uh, and then by Wednesday, they really needed to go home because they were stanky. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but, you know, I kept saying to them, please go home. And they're like, yeah, yeah. But they were so into what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So appreciated and just loved being part of what we were doing because we allowed them to just flourish and be the best they could be as employees. That's, that's great, Jeff. That says, that speaks volumes to you though, as a leader. See, again. Yeah. We were early adopters of a lot of stuff and that was one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Corporate America, the first 13 years of my life and you know, if I was, I started at 745 and if I came in at 746, I literally got circled in red. Oh, and that's I, incredible. I, I remember those days too. Right. And then I, I was yeah. supposed to be done at 415. Well, if I left at 430 because I was finishing something, I didn't get a gold star. You know, yeah, exactly. I did, I did get that circle if I was late, you know, and that was, it's like, what is this mentality teaching us? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. It's not good. And well, and look, it's, re, it got rebellious, you know, over the last 25 years. So yeah. now it is about um, work-life balance, but it also has to be understood that it dep- it also depends on the, on the business model and on the business. Cause right. sometimes you can't just do that. But the point in all of this back to the coaching is don't be afraid of hiring somebody or having somebody assist you. It's not, it actually, when you look at it and Jeff and I've done the math, you know, you're going to, you're going to spend about a 10th of what would happen if the business ends up not scaling or not doing well or going belly up or whatever. So coaching is a very viable thing. Again, you get, you get an outsider's view and especially an outsider if they specialize or if they've been in the business, like, you know, Jeff and I've been in business in business, just in general, in the business world for 25, 30 years. So it's like, when you've seen a lot, you understand how to maneuver through these kinds of issues pretty quickly. You know, again, there are patterns that we're used to seeing. So we can kind of get you to the other side of it pretty quickly, just because again, these are not, you know, these are patterns that we have seen year over year. And it's very common for these small and mid-sized businesses to work too much in their business and not on their business. So it is something to think about. Yeah, agree, agree. So, hey, for those that are listening, you know, uh, if you're thinking about coaching, if you're thinking about finding a coach, hey, reach out to Jan or I. You know, we love to just have a conversation. There's ever, never yeah. a commitment. Um, you know, we always like to either, you know, get on a call, phone call with you or just have a coffee, whatever works for you. Um, you know, you can reach Jana at JanaLandry.com. You can reach me at Jeff at PullTheShoot.net. Uh, but don't hesitate to reach out and just start asking a few questions. Uh, you know, we, we love yeah. to talk to you and love to hear from you. So, hey, Jan, a great topic today. I love it. Um, you know, coaching is one of those fun things. You know, we're both in that business. Um, yeah. It's fun for us to talk about. And we have definite passions and definite beliefs that it's really going to make a difference in people's lives. And so we're excited to be able to do that. So absolutely. All right. So for all of you listening, thanks again. We we love the support um, and we, we love the feedback. We get it all the time. So thanks for that. If you want to be on the show, please reach out to us. Let us know. We always love to bring new people onto the show. But until the next time that we talk, please stay safe and be healthy. Bye.